Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Phantom Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and we're going to break down some of the preseason hype, what the 53-man rosters are looking like in terms of fantasy football production. We'll even do a little bit of analysis on what to look for in drafts if you still have any coming up this weekend. Just hoping to be a source for you all as we go into this season. I know I started this podcast probably a little bit too late. Probably should have started it sooner. But you know what? Fantasy content is a season-long endeavor. And I would love to be a part of your Rolodex of resources that you utilize for your fantasy info this season. I appreciate you listening to this episode I'll even sprinkle in a couple of wrinkles of some unconventional fantasy uh, knowledge and things to look for to succeed in your leagues and maybe learn more about other fantasy football opportunities to take advantage of in the future. So with that being said, let's get started. everybody thank you so much for tuning into the phantom fantasy football podcast brought to you by phantom sports industries if you're looking for more sports content to read in the sports section of the internet look no further than phantomsportsindustries.com we've got a lot of dedicated writers there looking to write about their favorite teams leagues athletes tune in to the other phantom sports industries podcast the Phantom Football Show, another good podcast. We've got more coming as well. So with that being said, uh, I'm your host, Brandon. I am super stoked to be here. I am super stoked to be doing this show. Been doing fantasy for a long time uh, in a lot of different formats, a lot of different platforms. Just looking forward to sharing it all with you, helping you out with learning how to win in your respective leagues, just bring you some nuance to fantasy, even uh, create some groups with you all. Love doing uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. Be great to get a listener weekly uh, DFS league put together. That would be a blast. So I don't want to waste too much time with, uh, with the casualties because I promised you strictly fantasy football, not a lot of fluff. We'll get to know each other in a couple of episodes, but in the meantime, let's get this party started. Let's start looking at what happened this past week as we're going into our drafts this weekend. Let's take a quick look at how this week's roster cuts have affected your drafts or your upcoming fantasy drafts. It's been the week every question mark on the preseason roster feared, and some previous noteworthy fantasy players we thought had 53-man roster potential found themselves without a home on Tuesday. Starting off with more notable names like Marlon Mack from the Houston Texans, he'll be starting off the season on their practice squad. Looks like Damian Pierce will be controlling that backfield, 
starting off week one. Former Alabama tight end O.J. Howard was in Buffalo for camp, but the Bills said no thanks to his services. Now it looks like the Bengals want to try him on for size as he clears his physical. Running backs Philip Lindsay and Tyson Williams were in Indianapolis, but will not be joining Jonathan Taylor and company in the Colts' backfield. Everyone's favorite suspension comeback, wide receiver Josh Gordon was cut from Kansas City and Kenyon Drake was bounced from Vegas. Looks like he'll be in Baltimore sooner than later with his fellow former Raider, Demarcus Robinson. And lastly, Tampa parted ways with dynasty darling, Tyler Johnson. That's it from the ghost of fantasy rosters past. Not too much fantasy relevance here because most of these guys were long shots from the get-go. Probably drafted in the final rounds of your draft regardless. But if you picked any of them, you might want to scrounge your waivers to see what else is available to play for you on week one. And that is our breaking news of the week segment. We'll look to bring that to you once a week. It's kind of a little fun thing I'll throw together. And like I said, we want to put these segments into like bite-sized chunks so that you're getting some information that you need to be prepped for your fantasy league, for your roster, for your just so that you are on top of your game, especially going into the draft this weekend. Uh, those were some surprises in my uh, in one of my leagues, uh, my dynasty league and league tycoon. We're in our second season. Last year we tried it out. We tried the platform out, but this season we're we're going full on twelve teams, dynasty mode. And Marlon Mack was Marlon Mack was on the auction table, um, and somebody had him on their roster. I think OJ Howard also. So those are two guys that um, we don't know what to expect from them, especially now that Marlon Mack is on the uh, is on the practice squad. I, I, there's a chance he does get brought up. I'm not sure when. Um, it's clearly obvious his injury is detrimental to him. Um, Kenyon Drake will get to join the uh, the veteran running back group in Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins is not performing to what the Ravens expect him to. And this is what they did last year when he got injured. They brought every vet in that they could get their hands on. Kenyon Drake, more of a pass-catching back. He can give you a couple of explosive plays. Great in a rotation system, but just it's not as consistent as we thought it would be. Um, I think everybody thought he was going to be a lot better than he was in Miami, and now he's bounced around ever since. Um, Interesting enough, um, but yeah. Houston Texans, rookie running back. Looks like he's going to be the uh, potential three-down back. Uh, they do have a couple of pass catchers behind him in Rex Burkhead and Dari Gumbawale, but we'll see. It's not like it's not like Rex and Dari have been effective wherever they've gone. I, I know that Rex has been a uh, default backup, but Damian Pierce is going to get the opportunities to be the Houston Texans' uh, prime running back, featured back. There's no question about that. Uh, it'll be exciting to see what he's capable of. And it, it's not... The Houston Texans actually have more to their offense than what meets the eye. Um, obviously, Brandon Cooks 
is a stud at the wide receiver position. He's always been a successful wide receiver, no matter what team he's been on. So you can take solace in that. There's a reason why he's where he is in drafts. And uh, yeah, the Houston, I, I started this off talking about the Houston Texans a lot. And uh, we've only got really two guys that are worth drafting. But nonetheless, the, both of them have potential to be very high productive uh, players on their team. So uh, another topic that I wanted to kind of to touch on, it was interesting being in an auction draft on uh, Sunday night because I saw what I saw happen from a board value perspective. And these are all people that have played a lot of fantasy. Uh, I'm not in a league with a bunch of clowns who don't know anything about football. So it made the draft fairly difficult, especially the way that certain players were overvalued. And that top end talent that everybody's kind of projecting those those tier ones those those first round picks those top tier running backs and wide receivers they're going overvalued way overvalued and i was kind of shocked um at the prices that say jonathan taylor and christian mccaffrey went for um i i guess i shouldn't be too surprised but we were definitely able to get um, the other people in the draft to have to pay top dollar uh, over value for sure on their on those guys and and I was able to sit back in the wings and I was able to get Alvin Kamara and uh, and DeAndre Swift for undervalue what the market consensus was for them which I was kind of surprised by because those are two guys that have a lot of potential to be um, to be high value for their team, to get a lot of snaps, to get a lot of opportunities in the running and the pass game between the two of them and their respective offenses. So it just kind of surprised me how the board fell. Um, I did overbuy uh, for A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon is potential to really boom this year. Matt LaFleur for the Packers has said that there will be times when Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon will be on the field at the same time, best 11. Even Aaron Rodgers has said it himself. So I, I think that A.J. Dillon is a safe over um, overdrafting or drafting earlier than expected. In a lot of the mock drafts that I've done, I've seen A.J. Dillon go from round four to six, and I was shocked because he's in the back in terms of the ratings of running backs. So Watch that. If you want A.J. Dillon, you have to make sure you know who is in your league. As a Packers fan, I know where certain people are going to try to draft A.J. Dillon, and I might not get him. He might not fall to me, even though I think I am positioned in my next redraft league to pick him. There is a chance I don't even get a shot at him because if the Packers fans are going to bleed green in that draft he could go in the fourth round the third or fourth round and there's way too much receiver opportunity there from the whiteouts so we're looking at all those different things it, it's just not going to be convenient so I'm looking at chase edmonds as another potential dominant back for miami obviously he's going to be sharing the backfield with raheem mostert it looks like raheem is Raheem Mostert is going to be an interesting case because of his injury history. 
I don't know what to think about that. If it's going to be a shared backfield and Mostert actually shows up and shows out, that could be interesting for Chase Edmonds. But Chase Edmonds wanted to play for Miami. He wanted to play in an offense that was based off of the Shanahan system. Um, Miami's new coach is a Shanahan disciple, one of his clones. So you got to think that um, that it's going to be the opportunity is going to be there for Chase Edmonds, um, and that that's something that we have to not take lightly. He could be a top ten fantasy running back if everything works out accordingly. And in case you all think I don't know who Miami's head coach name is, it's Mike McDaniel. So, all right. And then another interesting thing that I saw was the um, just kind of the bidding war for Michael Pittman. That was an interesting uh, bid as well. He went very high. Um, it was it was just just the things that happen in an auction draft are unlike any other draft style, especially when you're in a dynasty league that's just starting out because the the auction bids go fast and they're furious and if you want a guy you have to be willing to you, you have to be willing to pay up especially for that top tier talent so um Pittman was another one that went over his value fairly significantly and like I said it it bode well for me because I was able to then acquire uh, Christian Kirk, Allen Robinson, and Cortland Sutton, three guys who I'm very high on. And I was able to also get a couple of the rookies that are also really good in Jahan Dotson and Garrett Wilson, who could also be playing significant roles for their team. So like I said, you just have to let the board come to you and the opportunities will present themselves. Next up, some things that I wanted to quick talk about going into your draft. Understanding um, the NFL teams and where their schedules are this year is critical to having a successful draft. So one thing to note is that the, in, according to the NFL strength of schedule, um, and this is based on Vegas forecasted win totals, um, it's very interesting looking at who has the easiest schedule and who has the hardest schedule this season. And this is the most difficult team I feel like to draft any talent from because it's just so uncertain at the moment. And the team that has the easiest schedule, according to Vegas, going into this season is the New York Giants. And if that doesn't make you stick your nose up, I don't know what will because the New York Giants trying to pick potential there is so difficult brian brian dable is a really good head coach but he what he is working with is kind of like a bigger rocks so if he can somehow turn that into diamonds that would be incredible uh daniel jones apparently has not been doing that great in training camp the system is difficult that um he's putting out there it's uh, it's what they run in buffalo so Daniel Jones is a mobile quarterback, but he's not built like Josh Allen. We've seen that time and time again. The decision-making, the IQ between Josh Allen and Daniel Jones is very, it's vast. And 
it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to kind of tune this system to uh, Daniel Jones. However, I don't think it's going to be tuning the system to Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones has to tune to the system. And if Daniel Jones can't be on the same page as Dable and the staff, I could see Tyrod Taylor getting some playing time sooner than later. And he's healthy. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what will happen if if Tyrod Taylor, the transition of uh, transition quarterbacks when you don't have a starter, get Tyra Taylor if you're not sure about anything. That's that's what it seems to be like. And uh, I, I'm i not sure what to, what to expect from this. Uh, Kadarius Toney, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, wide receivers starting things out. Um, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Who's who knows? Like I don't even know who's to say Saquon's even going to be healthy all season long. Like it, it's it's such a balance between them. And if Wandell Robinson ends up being a dog, uh, that could also be uh, an interesting development as well. Seeing that potential in what he has coming into the season, Darius Slayton as well. It, there's five receivers. Any of them are capable of going for a couple like over 50 yards and a touchdown one game and be a great, you know, receiver. But I, I am, I am treating this roster with kids gloves and I don't even think I'm going to pick a giant on my draft. That's the, that is how not confident I am in this team. Um, it's just, it's a shame because they have the easiest schedule. There's going to be opportunities to pick up guys on the waiver wires so it's going to be a wait and see for me. And then we can then look at the inverse of the strength of schedule forecast. And Kansas City has the hardest schedule going into this season. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Kansas City after last season. I don't think many people, everybody like doesn't always take into the human element of a football team and a football player. And Kansas City although they did fairly well last season, they did not perform according to what their expectations were. And I think there was just a lot of off-the-field issues. Um, you look at you know Patrick Mahomes and his family and what his little brother and his wife were kind of being distractions off the field. Um, head coach, uh, their head coach, their head coach son went to jail and, um, you can't tell me that that did not affect Andy Reid in the slightest because anytime you have off-the-field issues to that extent, that's going to take a mental toll on you and your team. And that's not to say that, like, you know, Travis Kelsey, he could, he's one of the top tight ends. He's the only returning receiver. Um, and then you have MVS who came over from Green Bay, Juju Smith-Schuster, I, I don't know how good this team is going to be from a receiver standpoint. And they're going to have to be able to run the ball, I feel like, to get some of those guys open. Because Tyreek Hill was a cheat code, and now Patrick Mahomes doesn't have that anymore to fall back on. So it'll be fascinating to see how this is going to change things in Kansas City. So remember that when you go into your draft. Easiest schedule, New York Giants. Hardest schedule, Kansas City Chiefs. 
And in between there, another teams with easy schedules, you have Eagles, Colts, Chicago, Detroit. Other teams with hard schedules, LA Rams, Las Vegas Raiders, Pittsburgh Steelers, Houston Texans. So those are just some degree of a variance between teams that have the easiest schedules and teams that have the hardest schedules. Then if you want to look at the rest component, Buffalo is the team that has the best case like situation in terms of schedule that's like convenient for the team, easy from like where their bye week is and where their where their opportunities to rest are, you know, based on where they play on Thursday, Monday night, Sunday. Buffalo has the best net uh rest edge in going into games and then the worst is the green bay packers the green bay packers don't have a bye week until the last opportunity in week 14 and they're traveling to london they don't get a bye week after london like a lot of teams do um they it'll be interesting to see what happens on the packer side of things um do they believe in their depth do they believe in their rookie wide receivers to stay healthy and um will that help them continue going down the stretch in the season to make that push and to continue to put those W's on the board. And that is everything that I wanted to talk about from a draft perspective. I know it's very general, but I'm starting this podcast off a little late, so I can't really get into the player rankings as much as I want to. Um, Just know if you have one of the first two picks and you're not taking Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey, you are not a fantasy football player. You need to take one of those two um, to start. And if you have the opportunity for the third pick, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is coming into an interesting situation. Um, Pat O'Donnell, the new coach for the Vikings, is uh, is a Sean McVay, uh, is Sean McVay system guy, and he is going to be incredible. For them, for Kirk Cousins, get some rejuvenation in their uh, in their system. Yeah, uh, oh, Kevin O'Connell, my bad. So watch out for that. That is something that is a must-watch um, from the Vikings side of things. It's completely new offense, and it could be electric. So Justin Jefferson, obviously, number one receiver in my opinion. Um, then I'd take Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase after that. Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, CeeDee Lamb, Keenan Allen. Uh, even Keenan Allen at 10 there. I'm not sure. I, I need to relook at that. Um, I'd honestly put Michael Pittman ahead of Keenan Allen there. So um, he, I think Michael Pittman would be a number uh, top 10 wide receiver. So um, that is that from the receiver and running backs. Tight ends. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts. Um, those are your four guys. If I'm not getting one of them, I'm waiting a while. Just load up on your wide receivers and running backs and then wait for somebody like TJ Hawkinson, Cole Komet, uh, David Njoku, who is with a quarterback that is known for targeting his tight end and Jacoby Brissett. Um, big opportunity there for him. Uh, also, Pat Fryermuth potential there as well. Um, to look into uh, drafting. So that's from the skill position side of things. Quarterbacks is quarterbacks are so tough to gauge. I mean, obviously, I think Jalen Hurts has the potential to be the best uh, quarterback in fantasy this year. But you also have Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's in a contract year. 
And uh, that'll be interesting to see how that bodes for him. Um, Russell Wilson in a new offensive system with Coach Nathaniel Hackett. So lots of different uh, different things happening in the league that haven't happened before. So again, like you got to let the board come to you. You have to be patient. Look for those top guys. Look for those diamonds in the rough. Understand um, other teams' systems. Who their offensive coordinators are helps a lot. Who their defensive coordinator is for drafting a defense helps a lot. How have they done in previous jobs? And is there anything that you know about them? That gets you the edge inside your draft. And don't go drafting players because you saw their story on Hard Knocks. I know DJ Chark has had incredible games from time to time when he was at Jacksonville, but we got to be careful picking those types of players. So with that being said, this was the first episode. Um, We'll look to get you more fantasy football content coming up in the next couple weeks. Um, It's exciting. I'm excited to be here with you all. And um, we'll continue providing you with fantasy football content. And with that being said, we are out. We'll be right back.